Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Megan and Kelsey, who are possessed by intense life. I had a brain fart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like a solid two and a half seconds of just like what? And my mouth was like, uh, you can see my eyes panicking. Um, um so here we are. This is chapter five of our summer reading reading club. Do we have a name for it? No. God, it's been long. No, we never. Okay. (laughs) That was too much work. Correct. (laughs) We did not. We did not. Um, so to recap, we've done chapters one to four. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're starting chapter five. Now we're in five. five. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And jumping right in. All right. What's that question? Um, our opening question today is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Well, I think that perfect happiness is unattainable. Because I think whatever your idea is, you get there, but then I think it's never enough. Mm. Or it's not, or you, I think the or problem is... Or it's not is, maybe what you thought it would be once you're in it. I, th- I think it's that, I think those are two fair things. For, for me, I think it's you, ex- you get there and you expect to feel something. And you don't. And you don't. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just life. There's no, like, mm-hmm. oh, moment that happens, you don't ascend into the heavens or whatever. Um, and I had that recently. Yeah? hmm And no. I was just like, oh, right, this is just a day. Yeah, and there's another one tomorrow. No. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I think... I'm not going to live in the Shire. <laughs> I was going to say, you must have been in New Zealand when that happened. I'm not. Um, I feel, and that's the thing, right? Like, I feel like that idea of whatever it is it's unattainable because as soon as you get there Mm -hmm. then there's a new one like you're never there do you think that's why we strive like we as a human species strive for innovation and change and the absorption of new things like we constantly desire new things Mm -hmm. I think that's probably fair you need something bigger and better and Mm -hmm. whatever because you're not happy with what you've got for whatever reason yeah and or no... you start to see the flaws in something or you just get tired yeah. of something perhaps and I think that that's maybe natural mm-hmm. I think that as, as humans we tend to I mean I you know looking at it sort of maybe in the context of this book like you think of like a relationship mm-hmm. whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or mm-hmm. a business or a partnership or whatever Sometimes it lasts, and sometimes it goes all the way mm-hmm. to, like, a natural end. Yeah. And other times it ends prematurely, mm-hmm. or what we perceive to be prematurely. But I would argue that That's nothing true. ends prematurely, that everything ends when it's supposed to. Mm. Um, but I think, Unless you know... Unless you're Jamie Benn. Holy <laughs> 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 shit. It's a high-class podcast we're doing here. I know. Uh, we started out, and I was like, fuck, this one's so serious compared to the one we just did. No, I know. It's hard to jump into this one sometimes. Uh, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, so I think, to me, like the idea of sort of that constant searching, it mm-hmm. makes sense because, you know, we're not necessarily... <laughs> Sorry, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're not necessarily always, you know, like you said, you're, you expect to feel that thing. Yeah. When you hit that moment. 
Like, I, and I don't know, having never been married, mm-hmm. when I hear people talk about, like, their wedding day being the best day of their life, to me, I, I can appreciate why, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a day where everybody's looking at you mm-hmm. and, like, paying attention to you, mm-hmm. and you're the center of, why would that be great? To me, that sounds awful. Um, but I agree. I agree. But there's this notion Mm -hmm. that that's like sort of the peak, the epitome of that, like sort of, you know, perfect happiness. Okay. So for, I totally understand what you mean because I was worried about my wedding because I fucking hate being the center of attention. Like didn't want a bridal shower, begrudgingly agreed to a bachelorette party. Like this is just not my thing. But on that day, you just feel so much love. Everyone is just so full of love and it's projected to you and you're so thankful that they are there and it's all the people that, you know, matter to you in that, um, in that setting. And it's, it's just overwhelming. The day after the wedding is just brutal. Yeah. Because you're on such a withdrawal from all that. Yeah. Well, because there's all this build up and there's yes. this. Yes. And the the wedding is just the climax of all of that. Like you've got everyone, of course, attending, and then you've got speeches about you, and you give speeches, and you see, you see a product of love in a way. Okay. And um, I can understand why people call it that, like the best day of their life. It's an in, it's it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. No. And but like I say, having never been through that, like I like other people's weddings, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Today mm-hmm. is there an open bar? No. What a waste. Um. <laughs> sorry to my no. None of my friends who got married are hearing this. Whatever. Any of you who may get married in the future and invite me, I'm just saying, <laughs> open bar. Just keep me happy. Um. Because I probably don't want to be there, and it has nothing to do with you. Yes. Um. But I always find that like that that idea of the spectacle and like being on display is a really interesting thing Mm -hmm. because some people really thrive in it absolutely and other people really do not Mm -hmm. um which leads us i think very well into i had a plan see this was my oh my this was like my anticipatory set my friend (laughs) so Ah! which leads us to this wonderful and sort of awkward Immensely awkward, I would say. But at the same time, like, kind of delightful... Yes. ...meeting of Gatsby and mm-hmm. Daisy at Nick's house. Of course it's at Nick's but house. But it has to be at Nick's house, because Gatsby, if we want to talk about the idea of being on display, Gatsby mm-hmm. has this ostentatious home, mm-hmm. and he's he's got all of this wealth that he's accumulated in this display, and ultimately he's just trying to get... Daisy back. Yes. And so he asks Nick to please arrange for Daisy to come to his house. To host, yes. To so that Nick can host Daisy and then Gatsby also wants to be there. And Correct. Nick is the third wheel and then he's no longer the third wheel. because uh, he just kinda like lets them he's a no he, he he pulls himself out of He's a detachable third wheel. He is a detachable third wheel. Um but he pulls himself kinda out of that situation, sort of yeah. lets them have their have their day. Um, and it's really interesting that it can't happen at Gatsby's house. Mm-hmm. I have it two questions for you about that. Next. Sure. Firstly, I just spotted this with my eyes. Um, Nick says, because he 
the next day, the next night, he sees Gatsby's house, like, all lit up. Because they're in preparations for mm-hmm. this meeting. It's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be perfect. Um, but he says, at first I thought it was another wild, another party, a wild route that had resolved itself into two games. I know one of these games. One of them is hide-and-go-seek, and the other one is sardines in the box. I don't know. That seems like such a 1920s... Yeah, it really does. Like, what the fuck could that be? But secondly... Okay. This is arranged, and it has to take place at Nick's house, obviously, so that Gatsby can just be like, ooh, look next door. But why does he make so much attention to have Nick's house perfect? Because he wants his own home to be incredibly grand and yes. his perception of what Daisy thinks is absolute the image of yes maybe marriage or a husband or a home whatever oh sardines in the box yes you it, googled the hiding places become progressively more cramped like sardines in a tin the last person to find the hiding group is the loser and then is the first hider for the next round so as you find somebody oh. you hide with them interesting so instead of hide and seek where you have your own yeah, yeah so there you go Cool. So it's hide-and-seek. But it's like a group hide-and-seek. A group hide-and-seek, yeah. Interesting. And it's played uh, best played at night in a big area like a park or in a dark room or just regular lighting inside is traditional hide-and-seek. So you could... Very cool. Interesting. There you go. There's something there, I'm There's sure. There's something there. Um, um, so shouldn't Gatsby leave Nick's grass uncut? No. His home unguarded? No. No, because it's part of the neighborhood. It's part of the whole sort of grandeur of the look, the look, and, and the feel, and 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 you know, and I think part of it too. I think Gatsby wants Nick to make a, a good impression mm-hmm. as well. I think Daisy loves Nick regardless. I think she does too, but I don't know if Gatsby necessarily knows that, right? But I, you know, I, but I think that there's also this sort of like look at what I've done with my house and my property and all this mm-hmm. kind of that I've that I, and and how well kept it is. And also, oh, this is my neighbor. Like, you know, like, there's this... Whereas Gatsby It has sort to of, all be a part of the same universe. Yeah, he kind of... Yeah, he comes across as a person who would definitely call the bylaw people mm. if you didn't clear your walks. Right? Like, he comes he comes across not because of a safety thing, but because of the aesthetic of it all. Yes. Right? Because as much as he's, you know, intelligent and and attempts to be empathetic and whatever he's also incredibly vain oh of course and and that shows in the way that he dresses in the way that he talks but also in that outward appearance of his home Mm -hmm. and outward appearances clearly matter to him because when um when nick agrees to do this gatsby tries to reciprocate with an offer of business on the low down or whatever Mm -hmm. and nick calls it had i been essentially smarter it would have been one of the crises of my life. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that it's black market something mm-hmm. or other? Is that why, Nick? I think so. I think he, he knows that had he gotten involved, mm-hmm. it would have been... It would have been a mistake? Yeah. Because hmm. I think Nick... Don't, like, I think the thing with Nick that we have to remember through all this, like, he's our narrator and he's telling us this after the fact, so mm-hmm. he's remembering all of these things, but I think the thing that we have to remember about him is that he's also, um, Dumb. well, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, he's, but no, but he does, he's not part of this world. 
He's only yes. there for the summer, mm-hmm. right? He's not there for a long time. But he's there for a good there time. There you go. Um, <laughs> thank you for picking that one up. Um, but no, he's but he's not there. He's not. This isn't his permanent home. He hasn't, mm-hmm. and he hasn't rented this home to be close to this girl that he was in love with five years ago. And like, he's rented it to work. Yeah, and so yeah, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. That in that situation. Probably. But anyway, yes. but he's so he's not there as part of. So he is an outsider. Yes. And then he becomes the voice of that entire summer mm-hmm. for us. And so I think for him... And not the voice of reason. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but I think I think for him, he's just... He becomes that, like... He remains that outsider. Mm-hmm. Because don't forget it, the, the party at Gatsby's house, he's the only one who actually gets an invitation. Yes. Which, what you know, once you find out what happens in this chapter, you feel is, like, very carefully orchestrated to get him there... Yes. To build a friendship mm-hmm. so that Gatsby can use Nick to get mm-hmm. close to Daisy again. Which, if Nick was, I think, maybe, I don't want to say smarter, but maybe a bit more self-aware of that manipulation, yeah. might not perceive Gatsby as so great anymore. No. Because the question of Gatsby having legitimately feelings of friendliness, friendliness for Nick I think is a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. I think at, at, at the outset he probably doesn't, but I think he may be... At the end? I think so. Possibly. Um, uh, so Gatsby shows up to this party, and I wrote down what he's wearing, because I think it's mm-hmm. <laughs> significant, but also ridiculous. A white flannel suit, a silver shirt, and a gold color tie. That is the ugliest outfit I've mm-hmm. ever fucking heard of in my life. And that's what he wears to impress her. But of course, colors mean something. Mm-hmm. They all mean something. They all mean something. Um, yes. That pale gold tie, I'm sure, is pretty significant. <laughs> all things. Um, all things considered. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, and then when Gatsby walks in, the first thing that he says, um, is, is everything all right? Mm-hmm. Not meaning... You know, he just wants to make sure that everything is perfect, whatever perfect is. For, is she still coming? Yes. Is she yes, coming yes, on yes. time? Nick says, well, the grass looks fine. And he mm. says, what grass? Yeah, he's, like, forgotten <laughs> all about it all together. Uh, oh, he's insane! And what I do appreciate about this, though, is how Gatsby's just a fucking mess. Oh, he's, and he's so composed and put together and whatever, and every other part of this, well, until the end, but in every other part of the book, you know, that, that this, to see him this way Mm -hmm. is shocking. Yes. It's two minutes to four, and he is ready to abandon the whole thing because it's late. She hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Like, Daisy's not somebody who's gonna fucking come early to a thing. No. She's gonna come fashionably late. Yeah. She's gonna stay too long. And she's gonna drink all of your gin. Yeah. This is what I think. Yeah, for sure she is. And she's gonna, she's gonna spill some. Yes. Oh, yeah. And instead of offering to clean it up, she'll buy you a new carpet. Yeah, yes. Oh, God, (laughs) because she's such a careless person. Yeah. Um, Yes, absolutely, that is what she will do. So he doesn't know her. No. Because obviously she's not going to show up on time. No. No. And he thinks he knows her. Mm-hmm. But he certainly doesn't. No. Not anymore. Not. And I don't know if he ever did. Good question. I don't think he ever did. 
we'll come back to that. Yes. Talking about weddings also gave me a question to ask at the end. Yeah. Um, what I do love about Daisy, though, is how flirty she is and how jokey she is about the flirty. Because mm-hmm. as she arrives, well, firstly, when Nick calls her, she, he says, don't bring Tom. Which, thank God. <laughs> like, just to anything. Yeah. Just to, don't the bring statement, Tom. don't bring Tom. A sense of relief inside me. Yes. And she says, who's Tom? Like, she's so flirty. I love yeah. it. And then she says, are you in love with me? Yeah. To her cousin. And then in the film, I don't know if it's in here. No. Uh, in the film, she goes inside and she sees the ridiculous flowers yeah. and setup that they created. And she goes, she Oh, he is in love with me. Yes. And I just love that side of Daisy that's so self-absorbed in yes, that way. Yes, that she's just this, like, beautiful fool. Yeah. She's sort of living up to that. She is. Um, and then, this is a really interesting thing. Because when she comes in, Gatsby's not in the living room anymore because he's, like, fucking panicked. And he's... <laughs> he's took a fucking runner. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, and, and Nick's like, well, that's funny. And she's like, what? And he's just like, hold up. <laughs> I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> See, I think he's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, I think he's just like, well... Uh... But it's so <laughs> it's funny because... Because <laughs> Gatsby's... Gatsby's ridiculous because he's in the living room and then he's not in the living room and then he knocks on the fucking front door. And Which actually is good. It is, but he's oh my... He's made a good choice. But it's so funny. It's so funny. Because, like, what he should have done yeah. instead of coming over to Nick's house... First. First, is he should have just waited until Daisy showed up and then shown up, like, four minutes later. Yeah. And just like, be like a oh, nor- hey, Nate. hey, Nick, you want to come up in the fucking airplane I have and then yeah and then and and then Nick's like oh my cousin's here my cousin Daisy you know exactly holy shit there we solved all of Gatsby's problems god men are so dumb at plans (laughs) it was like the most complicated way and everyone has set up a friend like this oh yes how the way we want to yes not like shoehorn something ridiculous you gotta have natural flow Uh, hello yeah oh man anyway ridiculous so he Gatsby sees Daisy and is, like, speechless. He's rendered speechless by being in her presence again. As is Daisy. As is Daisy, because she ne- probably never expected to see him again. Especially no! not Here? in New York. Right? Of course not. Maybe if she goes back to Louisville to see her family. Perhaps. But not But even here. then. Not in this new life. At Nick's house? Yes. What the hell? Because my question would have been... How the fuck do you two know each other? <laughs> would have been how that conversation would have started. Oh, right, God. and and that's part of the. And I mean, obviously, it's part of the time and, and whatever. But like, yeah, I yes. had a conver- I had a conversation. How did those Venn diagrams connect? I had a conversation with someone at work um, about that football game that we were at, and yes, the the kid that I had taught who yes. I introduced you to, uh-huh. the kid, the guy that I work with who was also there, did not understand how me and this other kid knew each other. He was trying to like piece it together, did not quite. Oh, okay. And then when I explained, he was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." Because he was like, "I could right. not figure out mm-hmm. how at any point in time you two would have ever met." And I was or like, "Got along?" Yeah, or yeah, and totally fair, right? I'm uh, gonna agree. <laughs> right? gonna but like, agree. I feel like this is the very same thing. Yes, because I, I'm Daisy. Because she's not dumb. We've no. established that she's not as stupid as she comes off. No. I think her question is really like, what? Yeah. The fuck? But she doesn't ask it because she can't. No. Um, I wish then, she would have been like, now. 
But then she really? says on a clear artificial note, which yeah. is a wonderful phrase, mm-hmm. I certainly am awfully glad to see you again. But I feel like at that moment, Daisy's stuck in the social convention. She knows something needs to be said. Mm-hmm. She needs to alleviate the tension. She needs to give Nick mm-hmm. some relief here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only thing that she knows might be appropriate. Yes. And then, like... So it's calculated. I and think it's and calculated. all three of the people in this room know that they all know each other. And then Gatsby's is like, we've met before. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Because he's just... The he subterfuge. doesn't oh know God. what to do. Like, he has this grand fucking plan. And, and he didn't think about this? No. And he's got the flowers and the suits and the whatever, but he didn't actually think about, like, saying the words. See, this is what I find bullshit about Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald's right about human nature a lot in this book. But which one of us has not planned a social engagement in advance about what you're going to say? Like, you can plan arguments and fights ahead of time. Everybody does it in their brain. Mm-hmm. Where you come out on top. How has he not... I know. How has he not planned what he's going to say to her? Because at all of his other parties, he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't have to. Because but to her? I know, but, but he's the draw. And I think I think... As we find out later on from him, I think he just expects that he, she's going to see him. And fall into and that. fall back into that thing from or five years so ago. Or be so mystified that yes. she is trying to pull his attention. Yeah. I think that's why. And because that's where the he's audacity. been. But no, but that's where he, yes. that's the space that he's been living in this whole mm-hmm. time. And he's just expecting, like, yeah, sure, she's married to Tom, whatever. Um... You know, obviously she only married Tom for his money. Well, now he has money, so she can unmarry mm-hmm. Tom and marry... Like, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And I think that he just feels that when she sees him, she'll just fall back into that, like... Yeah. And fall back into love with him. Which is insane. It is insane. What's not insane, and is... Oh, a breath of fresh air. So <laughs> he fucking knocks over the clock. I know. He's a mess. He's a, a disaster. He's a disaster, and I love every single second of it. I love how he looks like a drowned rat in the rain. Oh, yeah, he's a just, oh, my God. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful old, it's a beautiful old clock. But Nick finally has the decency to leave an uncomfortable situation. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> This is the moment where he gets that gumption to be like, you know what, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, see y'all. And he just leaves him alone. And then, but then as as Nick is, like, leaving, um, Gatsby's like, where the fuck are you going, dude? You are not allowed to go. You're my safety. Yeah, he's like, this is a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. And, and, and Nick clarifies for Gatsby that they're both embarrassed. Mm -hmm. That, you know, Gatsby's obviously a little embarrassed about the way that he's reacted, but Daisy also is as well, and caught off guard. And that she's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And once Gatsby realizes that he's not the only person who feels like a disaster. How could you not notice? Well, he's not all that aware yes. of the things around him. Um, then he he's fine. And then and then and then the best part here, <laughs> Nick says, You're acting like a little boy. Not only that, but you're rude. Daisy's sitting in there all alone. And then that like that like whips Gatsby into shape and he yes. just like goes in and like He's like, Okay. I I got this. I get it. <laughs> oh, I wish you hadn't a, told me. <laughs> and so then, oh. you know, he Nick isn't part of 
that. The reunion. Thank God. No, and, and which is good. He doesn't need to be. So we don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um. And when Nick returns, this is what I find super interesting. Because when Nick sees Gatsby for the first time, we talked about it a lot, he has that that look. That look that seems intoxicating when you're in it. All eyes of this person and attention are on you. And there's something warm about him. Mm-hmm. And Nick has that already with Gatsby. Well, but when he comes back, he says, but there was a change in Gatsby that was simply confounding. He literally glowed. Mm-hmm. How can you turn a dial from 10 to 11? Is essentially what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Just leveled up, I guess. You leveled up. Yeah. But he has that sort of self-possession to to be able to do that, I think, because he's now in control again of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he wants to show Daisy his house, and yes. so then he invites Nick along. Well, Nick is, must come. Yeah, I guess. But that's appropriateness, right? Yeah, but it, but but I feel like but his this... friend Gatsby happened to come over, yeah, yeah. and Nick's house was just. Such a disgusting cottage on Long Island that they had to go over to yes. the better place. So they go, they go to Gatsby's house and they see, and she's just like kind of, you know, she's kind of in, like enthralled by his house mm-hmm. and all of this wealth. And I think that that's part of what she remembers of him is that he didn't have those things. And so yes. like all of a sudden he's got this like ostentatious display. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the scene with the shirts, which is just in the movie is the best Part of the scene movie. in that movie. Yes, absolutely. And it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful paragraph, too. Go he ahead. took out a pile of shirts and began throwing them one by one before us. Shirts of sheer linen and thick silk and fine flannel, which lost their folds as they fell and covered the table in many-colored disarray. While we admired, he brought more, and the soft, rich heap mounted higher. Shirts with stripes and scrolls and plaids and coral and apple green and lavender and faint orange, with monograms of Indian blue. Suddenly, with a strange sound... A strange sound, rather. Daisy bent her head into the shirts and began to cry stormily. They're such beautiful shirts, she sobbed, her voice muffled in the thick folds. It makes me sad because I've never seen such, such beautiful shirts before. And so it's, but the, oh god, the scene in the movie is just beautiful. It's beautifully done. Like, if you watch any scene from the movie, like, online, that should be the one that you watch. It's absolutely gorgeous. Because they've done it perfectly. But you see her emotion then you see Gatsby's concern mm-hmm. and you see Nick's observation <laughs> well and what's really interesting too is that like she sees this into like this ridiculous house and this ostentatious mm-hmm. display of wealth and the thing that gets her is these shirts yeah it's not she's a brand whore <laughs> it's not yeah but it's not the collections of stuff that he has no. it's not the architecture of the home it's this like pile of shirts and just being like drowned in it and it's a great metaphor for what she's gone through she's drowned in his wealth and is overwhelmed by it but what i find really interesting about fitzgerald is that he presents us with this situation and the next sentence is after the house we were to see the grounds in this one Mm -hmm. no comment on it none from nick about how he feels about that what he believes that that means to her or him Mm -hmm. just lets it go which is so interesting, I think, because it allows you to think about what Daisy's going through in that moment without being told. Yes. Which it's Gatsby kind of doesn't. Nice. He does not Gatsby. Fitzgerald doesn't believe that his readers are dumb. No, and it's nice that Nick doesn't tell us what he thinks Daisy's thinking. 
because we don't care what Nick thinks. No. What we know is that Daisy has this, like, beautiful emotional reaction to these shirts, and that's all we need to know. Yes. And we just get to see it and feel it and experience it, and then... As, as he does, and then yes, move on. Yes, and then we carry yeah. on. Um, and yeah, so then they go see the grounds, and then the, then the first, we see the first sort of slippage of, um... Of that happiness. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um... Did you find it? No. Um, because Gatsby points out that his house is right across the bay from Daisy's. Yes. And specifically points out the green light at the end of her dock. Yes. And what Nick says is that Daisy put her arm through his, his abruptly, but he seemed absorbed, but he, sorry, he seemed absorbed in what he had just said. Possibly it occurred to him that, col- oh God, that the colossal significance of that light had now vanished forever. Compared mm-hmm. to the great distance that had separated him from Daisy, mm-hmm. it had seemed very near to her, almost touching her. Yes. It had seemed as close as a star to the moon. Now it was again a green light on a dock, and his count of enchanted objects had diminished by one. Yes, yeah, so he, by pointing it out, he ruins the mystique of it. Yes. Um, but at the end of this chapter, and there's like some weird shit about the piano, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but then at the end of the chapter... Um, it's a lovely paragraph. It's beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're Daisy and, and Gatsby are talking together, um, and Nick is just the observer. Mm-hmm. As he, and this is as he's leaving, mm-hmm. and he leaves them there, even mm-hmm. though like polite society says he shouldn't, he does. Um, and so two places of gumption for Nick. Good job. So Nick. proud. Um, As I watched him, he adjusted himself a little, visibly. His hand took hold of hers, and as she said something low in his ear, he turned toward her with a rush of emotion. I think that voice held him most, with its fluctuating feverish warmth, because it couldn't be Mm overdreamed. That voice was a deathless song. Beautiful. They had forgotten me, but Daisy glanced up and held out her hand. Gatsby didn't know me now at all. I looked more, once more at them, and they looked back at me, remotely, possessed by intense life. Then I went out of the room and down the marble steps into the rain, leaving them there together. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And so we get this sense that whatever time has passed and whatever has gone on, because at one point in time, um, Daisy's been crying and when they're still at Nick's house, so there's some very old emotions being dredged up. And then we get this sense that like, there's a bit of a reconciliation mm-hmm. of sorts. Of sorts. Whatever that means, we don't know. Yes. But there's there's something. I do like that image of him, of Gatsby, adjusting himself a little. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's his mannerisms. Maybe it's his body language. Sort of schooling himself back into... Yes. Back into... That's the question. Back into the Gatsby that Daisy knew? Or the Gatsby that he's created? Yeah. But I also like what Nick says just before this paragraph is reflecting on, like, the five years that Gatsby has built this. And he says, No amount of fire or freshness can challenge what a man will store up in his ghostly heart. I love that idea of ghostly heart. Because mm-hmm. there's something there. Do you think that a ghostly heart is one that is unchangeable? Is it empty? Is it untouchable? Like, what does that image mean to you? I, th- I think it's the idea that 
the ghostly heart is is the notion that like is it of the past? Yes. Like there's, there's so something, many. There's something locked inside of it. Yes. Like, and it's 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 ultimately inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can't be touched, like you say. Mm-hmm. So it yeah it is untouchable. Kind of combining all those different images together. Yeah. Hmm. It's a beautiful paragraph. It it's is. a beautiful end to the chapter. Except for the little weird shit about the piano. It's like, who fucking cares? Yeah, it's a great chapter. It might be the best one. I think it is the best um, one. It's the most lyrical. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, even just what you read, goodness gracious. Um, and, and it's also the middle chapter of the book, mm-hmm. which I think is a significant thing. Yes, I always ask my students this when we would read the book. Because we usually do it chapter by chapter, and I don't want them to read ahead, although a lot of them, and this doesn't happen for other grades, a lot of them start reading this, and they, they can't stop. Mm-hmm. They often read ahead and can't keep yeah. behind with the schedule. Um, and I was asked them, well, why isn't this the climax of the book? Mm-hmm. He's achieved what he's wanted. He's great. Not only does he have the house, the wealth, the, what it seems to be, friends to the outsiders yeah. and now he has Daisy too yeah and kids are quick to pick up on it because they're like well there's still Tom this is secret are they really in love like they always yeah. have all these challenges to this relationship that they're so yeah. readily picked up on even by children <laughs> yes well absolutely like the kids aren't dumb no no the kids aren't dumb at all they, they get it but like at the same time you know you're right why isn't this it, this is the very center of the book but it's very this book mm-hmm. is structured very much like a Shakespearean play in that everything happens at the end yeah. everything that leads up to it is this is still build up and build up and build up absolutely um, and so you know we get the sense that yeah he's achieved that goal but if we go back to that original question that idea of perfect happiness he's there mm-hmm. he has achieved what he wanted but it's not enough it's not enough and um, it very quickly becomes not enough. Yes. Which we shouldn't be surprised. No. Because even though Gatsby does nothing legit, for some reason he needs this relationship to be legit. Yeah. Ugh. Difficult. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. That was suggested to us by uh, our friend Tasha. What does love mean in this damn book anyway? Ugh. I, I added the damn. I don't think anybody loves anybody in this book. I think Jordan Baker loves golf. But she cheats in golf. Yeah, but she likes it enough. I mean, she doesn't love it then. I, don't th- I, think, I, I think the only thing that people in this book love is money, to be perfectly honest. And themselves. And themselves. I don't think anybody loves anybody I else. I don't think Gatsby loves himself, though. No. I think he's very, like, self-hating. But I don't think he loves Daisy. He loves the idea of Daisy. Right? It's not... And is that evidence in that way that he adjusts himself there at the end? Yes. That perhaps she's not filling? Maybe. What he believed she or remembered her as? But that's the thing, is he's in love with the memory of her. He's not Mm -hmm. in love with the Daisy that exists today. Mm -hmm. Because of what he asks of her later. Yes. Right? And so, um... No, I don't... I, I think that love in this book um according to a student that i taught once upon a time uh love is a lie mm. um wow it was it was really funny that's fucking cynical for a kid already yeah, yeah. he's like love is a lie i was like yeah i agree <laughs> um but it's interesting because everything in this book is about how much people love things mm-hmm. and they what love what they will do to things. get things but mm-hmm. then once they have them 
they're very careless with them. Mm-hmm. And I oh, feel for like sure. That should be a good place to stop. Oh, for I didn't have a question. Oh, do you have another question? Okay. Yeah. If Daisy and Gatsby were to get married, yeah, what do you think that would look like? What would the wedding look? Oh like? Oh my god, it would be just insane. <laughs> like it would be just like royal wedding level. Yes. Okay. Because royal wedding level with a dash of Trump. Yes, because Gatsby would feel, whether Daisy wants it or not, that she would want that, Mm -hmm. right? And he's trying to, like, put on this outward display of, um, I don't even, maybe not royal wedding level, but, like, whatever it it would be would have to be better than what Daisy and Tom had, Mm -hmm. right? In every possible way. So everything costs more money and is in a bigger place and there's more guests and, like, everything is just bigger. Yeah. Right? It's it's not a, you know, it's a million dollar strand diamonds rather than pearls yes absolutely whatever it is um and there's 30 bridesmaids and and (laughs) and he's wearing you know the most expensive shirt Mm -hmm. ever made and you're married by the pope yes like everything (laughs) is just like it's got to be a level higher than whatever daisy and tom had yeah to make it really real Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that idea of real Mm -hmm. is how does that make it real Mm-hmm. Guess it makes no sense to me. But then he makes all the sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, our rating. Oh, negative seven. I would not oh, want to be part of this God. gathering at all. Nick is a champion for last and as long as he does. And he ditches twice. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Third I time wanted... was the charm, buddy. <laughs> Should have done it one more. <laughs> just walked away from this entire shenanigan, all of it. Like, when she started crying on the shirt, she'd be like, okay, that's enough. Just like, not but, stick around no, for the piano and the dance. No, I feel thing. like what he should have done is when he got went back to his cottage, uh, when he left them there, yeah. he should have just gone back and packed up his shit and left. Just like, I am <laughs> left out. New York? Yeah, I'm out. I'm not doing this right oh, now. Oh, God. I've done what I set out to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, destroyed the ring of yeah, power. Yeah, do not want to be there. No, absolutely Zero not. out of ten. Zero out of ten. Yeah. Like, negative 54 Kelvin. Yes. Like whatever that is like or like we could just go absolute zero minus 273 done that's what i was looking for didn't know what it was thank yeah. you absolute yeah. zero i think where i'd want to be is spoilers no i think where i'd want to be while this is going on is like in the kitchen at gatsby's house being like what the fuck is he doing like talking to the servants yeah just gossiping yeah like what the fuck was he doing like cutting the grass next door hmm. you know where are all those flowers? What's going on? You know what I mean? Would you want to be a servant at Gatsby's oh, no. house? Imagine Actually, cleaning up the parties and be... trafficking secrets forever. True. And I bet they get paid pretty well. Probably. Because, yeah, he didn't, he's not a douchebag that way. And I also don't think that he knows, like, the value of a dollar. Oh, not at all. He's like the blue... Like, Do you want to come be a servant, servant at my house? Okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> what does a banana cost? $10? Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You'd be making a hundy thou being a servant in yeah. Gatsby's house. And you for would sure. literally be like cleaning up champagne glasses. Yeah. That's... I think you'd also kind of work 24 7 though. Probably. That would suck. There's probably like a servant's wing. Yeah. Oh, but the sheets in that bed. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine when you got tired of your shirts, you'd like throw them away. Yeah. You could sell them on the black market. Oh, for sure. God, yeah. it's a good place to be Let's in the do 20s. It. Um, Save up that money, though. (laughs) Not in a bank. (laughs) Put it in your sheets. (laughs) Sew it into the lining of your suits. Dig a hole under some trees. Bury it in gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so I think think that's all we have to say about Chapter 5. Yeah. 
Come back next week for uh, talking about chapter six. I forget how we end these. I don't remember either. Thanks for listening. <laughs>